0: and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What
1: is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. I'm so pumped because I have a good friend of mine on that, you know, it's the power of social media, Steve, because we've never met in person, but we've spent a lot of FaceTime together. And so I just know that, you know, when we see each other one day, like it'll will like totally bro hug it out.
2: It feels like we've known each other for years. All the right. Been on Zooms with you so many times.
1: So many Zooms. And so, guys, I have with me Steve Rennie, and he is... The, the business development director of the whole Western part of our country for Loan Depot. And so you kind of have a lot going on. And when you and I met, you had never done a video ever.
2: Done some videos, but more, not like this. Not I mean, like this social media-based videos,
1: stuff. right? And so... Let, let's, let's dive in Steve to help people think back to when, when we first met and, you know, one of the other guys in your company had said, man, I really think this could be good for you. And would you show up and you're like, I don't really know what to do or like what I should talk about or like, so talk us through like, what were those first few times? What were they, what were they like when, when you first started jumping into video?
2: Well, I think for me it's probably, you know, like everybody else out there, it's like, hey, what do I, what do I do? You know, where do I put it? And, you know, how do I make it look good? So what I loved about working with you and your team is like we really got to talk about strategy and tactics and then execute on those things. So it was like it felt less ominous, you know, getting into it because there was some thought around it and I didn't have to just jump on and be a, you know, a A plus DJ like you and, you know, look cool. Like I'd done it forever. So this isn't about me,
1: you know, just so everybody knows I, right. I didn't invite Steve on so he could just say nice things about me. Talk us through, because you see, you know, you said you wanted it to be perfect. So how, how did you overcome? Like what were some practical things that helped you kind of get over, the whole perfectionistic mindset of this?
2: Yeah, well, one, I came to the conclusion really quick that there is no perfect and it's just it's good. natural, authentic conversation. And yeah, you know, I'm so used to 30 years of talking to people over the phone and not making eye contact. So one of the hurdles for me, and even in something like this is like the camera's on top of my monitor. I'm staring at you on my screen. So I don't feel like I'm making eye contact. Like there's some mental things you just got to get comfortable with. Yeah. And once you check those boxes, it's just you know, we're usually talking about stuff that we're comfortable with. It's about our work or profession or bring some personal stuff in. So it's, you know, hopefully highly valuable casual conversation about things everybody's really comfortable with. And then uh, just getting, you know, what you guys helped me do really well was really just think out like a list of topics so that I could kind of over time, build a little library of things that, that I thought would be important for people to hear and talk about. And didn't make me feel like you know, I was making running on the fly trying to turn these things into like, you know, yeah. Grammy award-winning 3-minute videos.
1: <laughs> well, and cuz that's impossible. Right? Like we're not Grammy award winners. We don't have million-dollar budgets. And so to some degree, we've got to kind of be okay with casual and and kind of start there. And you mentioned, you know, coming up with lists of things to talk about. And so we might as well go ahead and dig into this now. You are, are you, are you still doing the best, worst recruiter videos or are those done?
2: No, I've got a, uh, I think I've got I think i have got 6 or seven more. And a few Come on, to man. Get
1: okay, guys. So here's the deal. I, I can't take full responsibility because you and Alec and maybe even a couple other people like really flush this out. But I do think that I had the original idea. So I will take some credit
2: you absolutely in one of our zoom meetings we were talking about doing stuff and you said hey i think it'd be really cool if you did this i'm like dude wait make fun of myself about stuff that happens <laughs> my daily? like i'm in
1: and so guys what we did because this is so practical for anything we do right? you had you'd reached out and we're like man i feel like we're getting kind of redundant with like the videos we're doing i want something new and fresh and different and, and so I had remembered back to a, 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 actually a sermon I'd heard at my church back in the day when I was a pastor about how to have an affair on your spouse, right? And because it was the opposite, you went, wait, what? what? This guy's teaching me how to cheat on my wife. And because he taught it like that, I've never forgot it. But if he would have just given five ways to you know, protect your marriage, I'd have been like, bro, I know that stuff totally different. And so what we did is we reverse engineered it and thought, what if we teach people how to not recruit instead of teaching them how to recruit? And that was the concept. And then y'all, I mean, you guys made it so much better than, than anything I gave you, but guys, that's such good advice for any, if you want to create fresh content, just teach the opposite of what you want to teach right? Make it feel a little bit silly because it's more memorable. It's more shareable that way. And how, like, what has it been like recording those? Cause I don't have any part of like the editing of that. That's all happened, you know, with your Lone Depot team. So what have been the successes and the challenges of the worst recruiter ever videos?
2: Um, I think success for me to your point is like, there's a thousand people out there saying, Hey, here's how you build a relationship over the phone and some follow-up. But like, yeah. for me, you know, again, like 20 years of doing this stuff, there are some funny things that happen and you scratch your head. You're like, you know, you know, you know that it's wrong, but you can't tell someone, Hey, here's the right way to do it. They got to learn by making a mistake. So it's just been a, a, another fun way of just getting out there and differentiating a little with something.
1: And what's the feedback been like from, from the viewership?
2: I got a. I I put one up this morning. I got a text from somebody that here I'll read it. It's pretty not very funny, but um, he wrote, Hey, you gave me a great laugh with your video today. Make sure you're doing your homework on recruits before recruiting them. And it's like, I don't, you know, it's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a lot of years. We talk periodically, but I think it just breaks up people's day. If they're, you know, you're top to of mind, man, for 50 seconds. You, you are, you're top
1: of mind to people. Right. And, and that's the that's the key to doing anything that's sales driven because sales is relationships. And, and so we've we've got to we've just we've got to be OK with with, I think, being a little silly sometimes.
2: I'd, absolutely. I mean, it's so and, much more. It feels so much more fun and natural because I am absolutely a comedian. I've always said, like, I feel sometimes like I, I'm a professional crank caller. <laughs> You know, (laughs) most people are cool when I call them. Some people don't want to talk. And then it's like, have a little fun, differentiate yourself. So it kind of, this definitely aligns with just like who I am as a person that made it feel a lot better too.
1: Yeah, 100%. And so you are, you're, a lot of the videos you do are interview based. So, so you always have, for the most part, you know, someone else on the other side that's, that's on the video with you talk about like. When have, like have you had to kind of put like your social media coaching hat on some for the ones that are like nervous about video and like what to do and all like what has that experience been like trying to get other people to to be used to video the way you are?
2: Yeah, I mean exactly what you said. I mean there are some people that are coming here. I do the ones like I've done interviews with most of our managers of offices because I'll share that when I talk to people and then I've done them for people on our business development team. And a lot of people just haven't been in environments where they do video. So it's like the same stuff, lighting, where you sit. I know my lighting is not great, but it's better today. This room is awful.
1: Solid, right. dude. It's solid.
2: All right, good. It's one of those things where like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like have a like seizure right now because there's so many bright lights in my face <laughs> or, or if I'm staring at the camera and looking in your eyes. But uh, no, same coaching, you know, it, just break it down that, hey, we're just having a conversation. Um, I follow the, what you had coached me to do, which is we built that questionnaire. So I've got yeah. like five or six questions and I yep. always tell people do the first and the last and pick one other one. Um, so we prep on the topics, um, which I think is really important because what you had said is totally true there t- as well. It's like, if you think about an answer before you're going to be doing a conversation, at least it's not, you know, winging it when you have it. So there's a little right. more thought behind it. And I think that yeah. makes people very uh, much more comfortable than just winging it, which is what they're, you know, probably more intimidated with. Sure. Um, and then just you know having fun with it, making it casual.
1: How? So that's always interesting to me because I I, I feel like I'm naturally casual. You know, I, I get a lot of feedback from people that man, like you just make me feel so comfortable when I'm talking with you on on video. And sometimes I don't really even know like what I'm doing to help you feel that way. So how, in, in that environment, like how do you help them feel more casual when, you, when you're when you recording the video?
2: Well, I, I think i go back to like, hey, we're talking about something like you've been doing this for d- decades at this point. Like, so yeah. you haven't talked with someone about. The fact that we're looking at each other and I'm recording may feel weird, but throw that out for a second. You look great. You know, this is just a fun little, yeah, you know, yeah. extra way for us to be visible with some branding and awareness, which... You know, again, it's what we're all trying to get with, you know, the, the social bump, if you will, but I think everybody, you know, after they do it the first time and the second time, I think it is one of those things where even for me, the first one was hard. The second was a little easier. The third was a little easier. And at some point you have at least have the template down to replicate it. And then, yeah. then you start getting, like I did with the, when I, you brought up the concept for the best worst recruiter ever, it's like, Hey, I'm starting to feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over. And that doesn't like feel as good as it did maybe like four or five months ago. Yeah. And
1: you get to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, th- I mean, I love that. And I want to, I, t- I, did, I, we kind of talked about what we were going to talk about before we started. And I actually just thought about something that we didn't talk about that I'm just going to throw know, out there because I'm curious, you know, we, and, and, and you and I's last, you know, kind of coaching conversation about like what videos you're going to be doing next. One of my suggestions for you was to, you know, ev- almost all your videos have been with other people up to now. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, bro, you're freaking awesome. Like you're a leader, you know, like let's do some videos that are just you, you know, talking about a topic, leadership, sales, or whatever. Talk about like, just in this moment, like what are some of the insecurities that, that you may worry about when it's you solo
2: on, and let's, you let's don't really have I'm, I'm so first of all i'm going to do those videos and just in my own head i'm like i'm not that interesting like i need to talk yeah. with, like i feel better talking to someone else you know it's not about me it's about other yeah. people so i think that for me with the videos even the recruiter one or the managers of the team i just it's all about them you know and having them participate in the social media thing and doing it collectively so it feels like more of a team partnership So, thing.
1: so how will you overcome the the feeling of like, you're, you, you're super boring. <laughs> how are you going to overcome? How do you overcome that?
2: I don't know. I think I'm just programmed that way. I really do feel like I'm boring. So I don't know. I'll have, as soon as I start having fun with it, like I got to do it on fun topics. And then uh, if I laugh, I'll just keep doing them. Yeah. Because so I mean, those topics that make you, laugh.
1: people can't see it on the podcast, but like you have surfboards in your background. Yeah. I, I mean, you represent a way cooler life than I ever could. Oh, come on. And people listen to me, you know. So your yours are gonna be yours are yours are gonna be a million times better than what I've ever done.
2: I don't know about that. I'm gonna. I'm definitely doing it. I'm looking forward to it too because it's just you know maybe that whole you get used to and comfortable doing it a certain way, and then you're like, wow, it's not that it's boring, but you're like, I want something fresh. So,
1: well, it's fresh is always good. Uh, I think that's why it's important. You know, you could still do your interview videos. And just be like you personally, be in a different background. Yeah, you know because it just it stops the scroll. You know the oh, concept the of the ground. video is still the same, but when people see it, they're like, "Wait, where do surfboards go?"
2: Yeah, you know what's funny on the best worst recruiter ones, I actually did them, um, and the reason the surfboards are there is because my kitchen's in the background, but I have a computer there, and I set the stuff up facing this way, and it felt different. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a totally different. Word. Where am I?" It dude, it set. is.
1: It is. I can literally turn my camera to the side and I have, I have an entirely new backdrop, you know, off to my, off to my, my right shoulder because nobody comes here. So it doesn't need to like all look perfect for someone to show up. It needs to be decked out for me to do video.
2: Yeah. Hey, going back to your question earlier too, I don't know why my head just spun out on this one. It's like, I think, Even with the individual videos, I, I, I think before I started doing the videos, I struggled to figure out is what I, is what I have to say valuable enough that somebody's going to spend seconds looking at it. Or am I just going through the exercise of making videos to get on social media and have another video out there that nobody looks at. And I, and I think that when I'm doing, you know, some of these interviews with the managers I work with, not necessarily the recruiters. I think everybody's pretty straight there, but they're like, Hey, I've never done video. Like what's the, what it help me understand what this is going to do? And then, then they also feel some pressure on like, Hey, I got to really sound, I got to sound good.
1: Yeah. And so did did you answer your question? Do you, do you feel like what you've been doing has been creating the value that you wanted?
2: I think it does. I bring a, a smile to people's faces and that's value for everybody.
1: Do that. And man, what what I love about what you do is, you know, it's, it's truly not about you. That's why, you know, you, you didn't love the idea of me saying, dude, you need to go solo because it's just, it's not about you. And, and, and I love the humility that it takes to, to feel that way. But at the end of the day, and I think this is what, this is what realtors and lenders need to understand is we can be humble and truly say, it's not about us. But in order for you to get someone to say yes, to move over to your company, it does have to be about you a little bit because if they don't see buy-in in you, they're not coming over.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely true. And there's there's six people, six other recruiters in the West. And I think a lot of recruiting, as you know, it's either managers have relationships or we're out there reaching out to people. yeah, And yeah, this is, this stuff has absolutely helped me with, you know, even a little, Oh, I saw your video or, cause you have this also this LinkedIn network or these Facebook contacts. And I think, you know, there's so many people that have gone through this like wave of their, their like hoarders of contacts, whether it's yep. on LinkedIn yep. or Facebook, never talked to these people. They've maybe have been on for 10 years and it's you like or comment, but they don't know who these people are. And it just, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to just see how, you know, turning that into something different and then having to follow up with and try to yeah. get someone open to have a conversation that these the videos make me stand out a little bit. So it has absolutely helped.
1: So now have you started, cause if you haven't, you need to, have you started like sending any of your best, worst recruiter videos, like two people as kind of a, initial warming up of the relationship before you just call
2: i don't do the best worst recruiter ones but what i do is with the manager interviews that i do i call them interviews whatever they're called but uh it's like conversations yeah like i'll be recruiting and let's say huntington beach we just brought on a new manager and i may have talked to some people over time but i could tag my whole database and just go hey you know if if you didn't know we just brought on you know irene Lopez, yeah. and she's going to be our manager. And here's a short little video I did with her. You know, it's like eight minutes. If you have some time, check it out. And if not, we'd love an opportunity to get together and talk. And then, Lovely. then I can kind of follow up with a phone call. The you to struggle with me on that stuff, though, Kyle. And it's probably like I I started recruiting before there was internet and there was any like job boards. And it was literally yeah. phone books or like. Calling it a AAA, which is like a big, you know, I was, a, I was an IT recruiting. And the only way you'd find IT people is you, you go to the back door where they all come out and smoke. And you're like, hey, man, are you an AS400 <laughs> programmer? Oh, your Cobol Cobalt DB2? Whatever it is. And you just talk oh to people and you walk up. Or or you dial a, a main number and, you, you know, extension 123 was like programming. So then I'd go 124. Hey, hey, Kyle, what's up? This is Steve. What do you do over there? <laughs> you know, and you map it out. So you know the, the idea of sending something first and then following up it seems so unnatural but there are so many people it's impossible yeah. to actually call everybody yeah so i think i had just to get comfortable at one some point certain kinds of people will only respond to a phone call but again it's maybe like social media it's kind of branding and awareness and it's not going to be the first time they hear my voice so it's like i think this new world revolves around seeing people's faces on social media yeah you know Maybe getting something in an email from you, whether they delete it or not. You got to have some follow up with your voice because these people aren't like our phones aren't ringing off the hook with people saying, hey, listen, I want to come join Loan Depot. They're getting recruited by a bunch of people that they have relationships right. with.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. And and I really, you know, the way I look at it is if you don't call them, nothing happens. So if you send a video first to all of those people, what if five from the list I'll respond to you first and go, dude, I love that video. I'd love to have a conversation. Like that's just bonus
2: Oh, because they
1: wouldn't have even known you existed if you, if, if you weren't going to call them. So let's put a little soft touch on them first. And man, when we use video to do that, I think it's powerful.
2: Yeah. And I've actually found for us anyway, like people are more responsive on text. So I know we have the ability to mass text. I'll do a little you know, hey, Steve Rennie with Lone Depot, you know, haven't talked to you, but would love an opportunity to chat. You know, we're opening an office in the area. Here's a short little video I did. I love I'll it. Get the, I'll get like a handful of stops, but it's like, you know, 400 people. Few are going to say stop, they don't want anything. Some are going to say, hey, thanks for reaching out. I'm not interested now. Call me in a few months.
1: I'm telling you.
2: Says, yes, that's a win.
1: Try it next time with one of your worst, best recruiter videos. All right. And dude, I, I just, I think... I could be wrong, but I think the response will be insane.
2: All right, I'll give it a shot.
1: Because if it. nothing else, it's funny. And they didn't put you in like the you're bad category. <laughs> they put you in the not now category because they like you. Yeah. Totally. Makes you know? sense. So like they kind of give you a yellow light because they like you as opposed to just shoving the red light in your face.
2: I think that's I, I how it'll think, work. I'm thinking through that, it would totally be. Why not?
1: Why not? So, Steve, last thing. You, you work with tons of people inside of the mortgage space. You know, lenders seem to be kind of last to the party with taking on new technology and embracing social media. And so, for, for any LO that's listening, like, what would, the, you know, they're struggling with video. What is, if you could give them just one piece of advice... What would you say to them to, to help them kind of get over the hump?
2: You know what? Honestly, I, I view this like any sport or professional thing you're trying to do. And if you want to get good at it, and I know this isn't a, uh, you know, a plug for you necessarily, but it kind of is. It's like, get a coach. Yeah. You know, there's people totally. that haven't, you know, they've built the wheel and you get to learn and refine it, you know, maybe however you feel comfortable doing it. And not invent it. I think the scary thing for people is inventing. They haven't done it before. Yeah. They don't want to do it wrong. So they, you know, avoid doing anything because it's just easier. Um, so good. So yeah, if I'm going, I'm taking my kids skiing, I'm giving them a lesson the first morning so that we can ski and have fun and they can get kind of tips and pointers from a professional. Yeah. And yeah. that for me is a big deal. I think, you know, it helps to work at a company that, and most mortgage companies have some form of social media strategy. Yeah. You know, whether they're people are doing videos or not, you know, I would say maybe hit up people in your own company first. Yeah. Ask them how they're doing it. Maybe they'll share. If not, yeah, it's great. You know, reach out to somebody that's a pro and it's been it's been great for me. I've learned a ton and it was more about the system and the process and then the content kind of just changes over time as you refine it. But you're yeah. a great sounding board for that too when it you know, felt like man. I was dried up or it was feeling a little boring and Sure.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, that's powerful, dude. That's great advice. So Steve, if, if somebody wants to connect with you, which duh, why would they not want to? Well, what, what's the easiest way for people to get a hold of you? And we'll put it down in the show notes.
2: Hey man, call my cell phone 949-466-8623 or text me or send me an email at uh, srennie, R-E-N-N-I-E at loandepot.com. Any way you prefer.
1: A true, a true recruiter. Just cell phone you know, first too, right? Mo- most people are like, my IG handle is da, da, oh go God. follow me.
2: Right. Oh, forgot, you can instant message me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Steve, whatever your mo- Steve's over here
1: telling everybody to just call him. Just pick up the phone and dial them digits, baby. Right. Dude. Hey, this has been incredible, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you so much.
2: Yeah. No, you as well. Thanks for all you're doing. And it's it definitely has been awesome learning from you and your team and Holly's amazing. I love working with you
1: both. Thank you, man. Guys, I hope you found value in this episode. I mean, I know you have, unless you chose to, you know, bury your head in the sand. Thanks for listening. We'll be back really, really soon with a really cool person with an even cooler story. Talk to y'all later. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.